Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Bolts win another overtime game in this Stanley Cup playoffs, and Rick Stroud sits down one-on-one with Bucks linebacker Levante David here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Steve Versnick. Sort of filling in for Rick Stroud tonight as the Bolts had just got done completing a 4-3 to overtime victory over the Boston Bruins in Game 2 of their series uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals or the Stanley Cup Playoff second round game. Now the Lightning uh, actually played very well in the first period uh, but had some really bad luck and it was interesting to see how they would respond. First of all, Ryan McDonough was out for the game. Uh, and with the back-to-back, I would assume he's probably out tonight as well, as there will not be a morning skate this morning as the, they get back-to-back games for games two of three of this series. So Ryan McDonough was out. John Cooper and his staff decided to go with 11 forwards and seven defensemen, meaning Braden Coburn and Luke Shen both dressed for the game. And and I think that was done for several reasons. One, to kind of spread out Ryan McDonough's minutes. He's, you know, he and Victor Hedman get the most minutes on the team on the ice. So when you lose one of those players, that's a lot of minutes you've got to eat up in your defensive core. And so Braden, or Braden Coburn and Luke Shen haven't played in, in quite some time uh, since uh, what in the round robin, I think they got in. So you don't want to sit there and say, okay, they've got to eat these minutes. So everyone's going to step up. So by playing seven defensemen, it gives you a little more flexibility, gives you a little more uh, ability to put the players in a, in a position to succeed a little more, not to have them on the ice as much, you know, maybe do some things situationally and, and slot headman with a few other different partners, Sergachev as well, Kevin Shattenkirk. But it also allows you to have Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point uh, and Tyler Johnson and other of, of some of your forwards kind of double shift at times because you don't have four lines of three now. You've got, you know, 11 forwards, so you're short on one line. So it allows them to get some more offensive uh, offensive shifts and allows them to play well. So I thought it was a really good move by John Cooper, uh, one that I, I thought should have happened going into the game. I'm glad to see they did it. Um, I, uh, Matthew Joseph had dressed for the warm-ups, but he didn't, he didn't play in the game. That meant Carter Verhege, who had played in game one, uh, sat out this game. So, But early in the, the first period, the Lightning were buzzing. They were controlling play. And then Zach Bogosian stick breaks at the blue line, and they get a rush, and Nick Ritchie ends up putting a goal in that Vasilevsky had sort of stopped. The puck was under him, but they were jabbing at. The official never blew the whistle, and the puck ended up in the net. Uh, the Lightning took a long, hard look whether they wanted to review this play or not. They chose not to. And, and understand now, if you challenge a play and you lose the challenge, the goal counts, and you're on the penalty kill now against Boston's power play, who, as we know, is very lethal. So the Lightning now are down one nothing, despite the fact that they're outplaying Boston at this point. And that was, uh, what, 3-14 into the game. They continue to outplay them, and about uh, two minutes later, Barkley Goodrow scores. Lightning now have tied the game. They're playing really well. Things are going well, except Bruce Cassidy challenged it. 
and Braden Point was leaving the zone, left it a little slower than you'd like, was kind of coasting out, wasn't expecting the puck to be thrown back in the zone so quickly, and Barclay Goodrow beat Braden Point in just by about two frames of the television. That He beat him in the zone, and so the goals waved off, and you're going, oh, no. I mean, you're sitting there going, the Lightning have are outplaying Boston, and, and you got off to such a slow start in game one. And really, you played really well in, in periods two and three against Boston in game one. But the first period, you got outplayed, lost, you know, they took the lead, and they never gave it up. So you come out, and you're playing really well. Uh, and then you have a goal taken off the board. And you start to think, oh, no, what's going on? But the Lightning continued to do things well and continued to press and continued to forecheck, continued to throw pucks on the net and shoot. And then Blake Coleman gets a goal, uh, what, 12.42 into the first period. So you go to the first intermission tied at 1-1. You'd like to have a lead there, but you're feeling pretty good because you played well. You, pl- you, you, you played better than Boston that period, although you ended up tied. So then Boston gets a power play in the second period. Brad Marchand scores on that, of course, as Brad Marchand always does. Uh, so they take a 2-1 lead, but less than a minute later, Nikita Kucherov ties it up. Uh, Kevin Chattenkirk throws a puck to the net. Nikita Kucherov standing right in front of Yaroslav Halak, tips it in, and now it's 2-2. And so you're, you love the fact that the Lightning, while they're out playing and out shooting and, and doing a lot of things well, that when they gave up the goal to Marchand and the power play in the second period, they answered it back within a minute later. That's a great way to do that. And then finally in the third period, Blake Coleman on a beautiful pass from Victor Hedman. Uh, gets a breakaway goal. They take a 3-2 lead, and you're thinking, the Lightning are going to win this game. Ah, but Boston makes a push, and with four minutes to go, Brad Marchand ties it up, 3-3, and we go to overtime. And the Lightning in overtime dominated Boston. I believe, uh, going off the top of my head, but it was 8-1 to was the shot advantage for the Lightning, and they outshot attempted them 12-2. to and that in the four minutes and forty seconds until Andre Palat put in the game winner from Yanni Gord and Patrick Maroon. So the Bolts tie up Boston one to one. Game three is tonight. It's a very quick turnaround. Eight o'clock start tonight, so an hour later than it was tonight. Uh, but the the Lightning played very well in this game. Um, I, I think I I, I I you know Goodrow and Coleman and Gord had a great game. I mean Goodrow had the goal taken off. Blake Coleman had two goals in this game. Uh, they played very well. I thought Nikita Kucherov played well. I thought he was throwing pucks on the net. I thought he was forechecking pretty hard. Uh, I, I thought he had a really good game. Braden Coburn was f- fantastic for first game in, in a long time. He was, from ju- from the jump, was making an impact. Um, he was putting pucks on net. He was making good decisions defensively. Luke Shen played well, who hadn't been in, in a while. Um, I, I, I thought this was a really good team effort for the Lightning. And, 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 you know, look, Boston's a very good team. And, you know, they end up tying up and you go to overtime and you win four to three. But I thought the Lightning did a lot of things very well. And a lot of the things they talked about from game one, being more consistent, I thought they were tonight. Um, starting, you know, playing hard from the jump. I thought they, they did that very well tonight. I still think at times they're not hard enough on the puck in their own zone, and, and particularly that last goal. They had two chances to get it out of the, the zone, and they couldn't. That the, the Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, and Brad Marchand line, they are so hard on the puck. 
that if you take the puck from them, they're going to get it back from you, or they're going to do everything they can. That you cannot hesitate. You cannot weakly try to skate up. You need to get that puck out of the zone. But much like in game one, Ryan McDonough got his got picked by Patrice Bergeron to lead to the third goal. It ended up being the game winner um, after Chernak had checked Marchand and made a really good steal. But Patrice Bergeron didn't give up on the play. And that's what that line does. And, and, and late in the game, they had two opportunities to clear. They, they weren't easy clears, but you've got to be harder on that puck and get that puck out, particularly with that line on the ice. So, I mean, there's things to work on for the Lightning, but I think they did very well. I thought Andre Palat had a really good game, too. And, and, of course, you get the game winner, so he gets the number one star because that's kind of what always happens is in an overtime game, whoever gets the game-winning goal is the number one star. But I, I thought he had a really good game uh, before before he you know he gets the overtime goal. Um, but great to see the Lightning now 3-0 and in overtime games uh, in the sudden death overtime game since the playoffs started. They are 7-1 and one in one-goal games since the restart, which everything they've talked about and learned from years past, from being responsible defensively to you know taking care of the puck to playing smart to playing within their systems and their structure and and all that they are 7 and 1 in one goal games since the restart so uh, a good effort by the lightning they have to turn around tonight and go to game 3 because uh, you you know obviously like to take a 2-1 lead over being down 1-2 but most importantly you're not down 0-2 at this point so a good effort by the lightning game 5 will be sunday and we do know the game time on that now that'll be sunday night on nbc at 8 o'clock. So we know this series will go at least five games. So you've got game three tonight at 8 o'clock on NBCSN. Then on Friday is game four at 7.30. I believe that one's on the USA Network for television. And then NBC uh, Network, WFLA locally here in Tampa Bay on Sunday night for game five. So Rick uh, will have more about the game and and everything tomorrow as well. Uh, He was uh, a little busy tonight, but... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We've got a treat for you. He was able to, a couple weeks ago, sit down with Levante David on the phone and and talk about a lot of things, including uh, him kind of being recognized more about about how good of a player he is. Talked about Tom Brady and and how that's changing the team and what's going on and and what kind of a teammate he is at this point and Rob Gronkowski and and so I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation that Rick had over the phone with with Levante David a couple weeks ago. So without further ado, here's Rick with Levante. I saw a video the other day of you and uh, and Devin White, and the old man was faster. Uh, it's hard to call you an old man because I know you're a young man, but um, it is remarkable that the way you've managed to keep your speed and, and all of that, I mean... How are you able to, to keep the level, Levante, that you've had all these years? Oh, man, just, just a mentality, just a mindset of just uh, getting better, better, better and better each year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, each year I try to train my mind to, like, be like a, 
with you all over again, you know, as far as, you know, getting myself my body ready, getting my mind ready to come in for training camp all fresh and ready to go for whatever's thrown at me. Uh, main thing is I just try to be, you know, just game ready. I want to be prepared to play four full quarters. Yeah. You know, when I start on the practice field, you know, any day. So, you know, that's just my mentality in the all season. Just, uh, just keeping up my conditioning and, uh, working on my, my speed and my explosiveness, you know, because, you know, playing linebacker, that's what it's all about. You got to be able to run the hit. So, as long as you maintain that, everything else take care of itself. How do you train for that? How do you, how do you keep up your speed? Yeah. You know, uh, quick movements, lateral, quick lateral movements. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick bursts. You know, ten yard bursts, twenty yard bursts. Yeah. Nothing really, you know, long distance. Yeah. Whatever like that, but it's just mainly quick bursts, quick bursts, maybe with, with with sleds, or then start off with sleds or, or bands, and then take it off, and then just try to maintain that same burst with and without the, the, the band. Yeah. All right, so, um, you know, you talked about preparing. I mean, have you ever counted up how many different defensive systems you've played in since you've been here? I haven't. I haven't counted it up. It's a bunch. Yeah, sometimes the meetings, you may bring it up sometimes, like, just talking about different ways to play different things, and then sometimes I think about, like, I play, I play, and what four different defenses? I believe four or five. At least, yeah, maybe maybe two in the same year, but yeah, at least at least four or five. Yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly sure, but some of the some of the stuff is just kind of kind of like the same stuff, but the terminology yeah. is different, obviously. But uh, it's definitely definitely different, and a lot of stuff you do have to learn all over again. Right. What do you like about Bowles' system for you? to be patient with those young guys last year I mean Devin was hurt early on and then when he came back of course he was great in November and December but that secondary had to grow up I mean was it uh, the last half of the year Levante you guys played as well as any defense in the league Those guys are still 
got that uh, mentality still learning day to day and uh we just trying to be the, the best to put it all together be a number one run defense like we was last year and then carry over to this year and also add in to get a number one pass defense yeah i mean it's not easy to be the number one run defense um your front seven they kept together bringing jpp back i know sue um you know those guys are obviously up there in years but it looked like Vita Vea just kind of like blossomed last season. So from a linebacker position, when you got those two big guys up front and those guys coming off the edge, how does that make your job easier? Uh, it makes, makes my job a lot easier. We tell those guys all the time. I, I, I always go on deep the line with my joke around with about going deep the line and tell them I appreciate y'all. Yeah. You know, because basically those guys, their job is to, you know, keep, Keep them uh, off you. Yeah. already I mean um, young guys seem you know Quan was young when he came in and then you guys were together and had it humming and he goes as a free agent now here comes uh, you know Devin White Um, it seems like you're always mentoring somebody but uh, but this combination now I mean uh, you and Devin can do some things not many linebackers can do I mean you know he got better he had to learn too how much how yeah. much better do you think he'll be year two? Of course, health is a big part of it. And and how do you guys play off each other well? Uh, he's doing a lot better. He's doing a lot better, and you see it already. Very comfortable, getting comfortable with the defense. Yeah. Still, uh, still learning, taking still taking time out to uh, ask, ask questions. Yeah. And what I like is this, he, he he takes the coaching. Yeah. Uh, whether it's from me or it's from a coach, uh, he listens and he, he understands at the same time. You know, he don't just listen; he understands where we're coming from. So that was something that you do really do gotta you know respect uh, from a guy who I, who was a fifth round pick. Some people get that there, you'll think they know it all, but he um he's somebody who, who takes coaching and, and takes the understanding and try to uh, understand where we're trying to come from. But like you said, man, we could we could be we could be very dominant. You know, we're two interchangeable guys who do it all or stop the run. You know, blitz and pass coverage. So that's what makes us uh, a lot dangerous than, than others. So. Uh, the ceiling is high, you know, for the both of us, not just him, but for the both of us. And all we're going to do is just keep motivating each other. As you can see from the video, like you said, just keep on climbing. Yeah. Uh, you know, me being the, the quote-unquote older guy in the room, whatever, as far as, you know, years that I've been in the league, you know, I got to be able to hold everybody accountable as much as I can. Not just him, but just everybody around. Because right. we want to be a, one of the best overall groups, but whoever's out there on the field, you got to be able to put our best foot forward and, and play dominating football, playmaking football. You know, there's so much attention on your offense, and rightfully so, when a guy like Brady walks in. Um, mm-hmm. I think people in football know how good your defense is, but are you okay with 
hey, we'll, we'll be we'll be in the weeds over here. We're okay if you don't want to pay much attention to us. Yeah, yeah, it's fine with us. We already talked about it. It's definitely fine with us. We uh, we know we, what we put on paper. Yeah. You know, our offense is a great offense. You know, can't put nothing past that. Right. You got guys in place. But uh, defensively, we brought all 11 starters back. So we're going to be, you know, we're going to be a force to reckon with. But, you know, it's just going to end up working hand-in-hand. Hand. Yes, yes, good. yeah. And then they hold us up. And then when they doing not so good, and we hold them up. But mm-hmm. in the day, we're going to be going out there and then, They're definitely going to help you, though, in the sense that, you know, Tom isn't one to turn the ball over. And, I mean, you guys dug yourselves out of some bad field position and, and held teams to field goals and, and sometimes no score at all. So you have to figure that that's going to help your team, right? I mean, uh, you get the ball back to those guys. They know what to do with it. They're not going to put you in bad positions, right? Right, right. right, right. And then, that's what I like, uh, like as well. Um, of course, Bowles first got here, which is like whenever you want to field, you know, your job is to get the ball back to the offense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last year with the, with the turnover, whatever, you know, it was unfortunate. We was able to sometimes get the ball back to the offense or make stops. So that's how I'm going to tell you on the field. We can't worry about what the offense got going or what they do. Right. We have one job we on the field, and that's to dominate, and that's uh, get the ball back to the offense as much as we can. And uh, for the most part, we, we did a great job at that, but we got to be able to, you know, put it all together uh, this upcoming season and just continue to, have that type of mindset and uh, with a leader like Coach Bowles, man, it's, it's instilled in us. He, he said from day one and then it just trickled down from the front end to the back end. And, uh, everybody has to hope we got one going to come when we step out on the field as SQ and dominate and take the ball away. And that's what we try to do. Yeah, and score. I mean, you guys started to score last score, year. Score. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The team who scores on defense wins. So yeah. We we get those as much as we can. You know, the 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 the, the, <laughs> the opportunity get uh, transpire to a winning record, and we could be where we want to be at the end of the year. What did you think of the uh, you know the NFL players thing, top one hundred? Um, I thought you guys probably deserved more players in it overall. Um, but yeah. and this is an age old story for you, but you're a number one hundred. I don't think anybody thinks you're the 100th best player. You're certainly better than that. But, you know, it's the age-old thing that um, most underrated player in the league. And, and yet, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. I mean, you got to get in the playoffs. You've got to be, you know, right. you're going to be on national TV five times before you go right. to the playoffs. So that's really, I know you don't play this game for individual awards necessarily. I mean, that they're certainly nice and you deserve more. But from the standpoint of, is that what's missing? I mean, you've always wanted to win. You've never gotten a chance to win and get in the postseason. And I know that just that that has to hurt you from a career standpoint. Like, but is that is that the thing when you look at it and everybody says, "Where's Levante? How is Levante David number one hundred? What what where do you put that in your mind? Like, does that motivate you? Or are you like, hey, we just got to get in these playoffs and people will see what I can do, or what? It's more definitely motivating. You know, uh, it was about peers, so a lot of now. Yeah. You know, just stand by respect when I'm out across the league. But 
yeah. like you said, we start winning games, you know, everybody getting knowledge. Everybody yeah. getting knowledge, not just me. Everybody yeah. getting knowledge because we got a lot, like you said, we got a lot of other players that could have made that list as well. Yeah. So a lot of everybody else would be getting, getting seen as well. Yeah. But, you know, it was a privilege to be on there. I believe I missed the past, what, three years, two years? I don't know what it was. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it, for 100, you know, I feel, you know, it was, I, obviously I feel like I'm way better than, than 100. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like I should be lower. But, yeah. like you said, the main goal for everybody to get recognition is if we win football games, right. and everybody get put on, and they'll see how great of a, of a football team that we are and all the type of players that we have. Now that you've worked with him for a little bit, I know the defense hasn't really gone against Tom much, but when you see him in meetings, when you watch those guys work on that side of the ball, the precision and, and sort of the drive that he – I mean, is it is it palatable? Can you feel it in the building? Can you feel expectations changing um, with him and Gronk and those guys? You can't. Yeah, you, you can't feel it. You, you can't feel it. When you on the other side of the field, we hear him over there talking communicating. It is exciting to see. Yeah. A lot of guys have a great sense of urgency. He brings that sense of urgency to the offense. Yeah. And uh, those guys are, are coming along right with him. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful sight. You know, sometimes I, I, I still get stuck in awe. Like, wow, you know, Tom Brady's on the team. But yeah, you know, as yeah. the practice goes on, you got to realize, like, you about to start competing against him soon. So <laughs> got to be prepared for that. But, you know, it's, it's real great to see, man. He's a, a great leader. Everybody's gravitated to him. He's a great guy. He's not that type of, you know, when you think about Tom Brady, you would think he's this, you know, guy who basically uh, immortal and he's a guy who can't be touched and he's a guy who who's kind of, you know, with the celebrity status, but at the end of the day, he's just one of the guys. Yeah. He's one of the guys. He's got the same goal, same mindset as us. You want to win, you want to get better, and every day we got on the field, you want to get better, you want to better as teammates. So that's what you, that be, uh, that a lot of people don't know about him, but we, we, we love to have him on our team. And uh, he's definitely demanding the best out of everybody. Yeah, I hear he's a really good teammate. And you're right, everybody's, I mean, he's played in New England a long time, but they say he does just want to be one of the players, one of the guys, right? I mean, yeah. It's yeah, exactly. outside outside of one buck. Yeah, he's a celebrity, but right. like he just wants to be like you. Yeah, just want to be one of the, the one of the guys on the teammates, hang out, talk, talk about whatever it may be. Yeah. It don't have to be about football. Just want to be a, a friend, a good yeah. friend, a good teammate. And you gotta love that about You know, the Bucks have said, and I'll let you go here in a second. The Bucks have said that they want to get they want to get you locked up. Uh, this would be this would be your third contract, Levante. Not many guys play this long at this level to where they where they earn a third contract, <laughs> um, and you certainly have deserved it. And I know how I know what it meant to you and your family. The last one, I mean, I remember, I remember seeing your great mom there and how proud they were, and just you know the the security. But what, what would it mean? What would it mean to you? How close do you think you are to something like that? And what would it mean to you to say, "Hey, I'm going to play my whole career, you know, here in Tampa." Yeah. A lot, a lot, not a lot of people get that opportunity. Yeah. And that just shows the, the type of you know respect that this organization, the organization would have for me, and right. shows the type of type of person I am that they do respect the type of person I am. So right. that's something that I have to you know really honor because that's the type of person I want to be. I want to be respected and I want to be respectful. Yeah. So just to, just, just if them you know doing that that, that mean a lot to me, especially to to my family because you know at the end of the day. 
start for them and, and you do you do a lot of work as I know uh guy used to be my boss Jack Shepard with the boys and girls uh clubs and, and things like that so I mean we, we know what you do in the community all right I'll let you go you got you got 1,000 ta- over a thousand tackles in your career that's unbelievable number by the way over a thousand tackles I mean uh I, I what does that mean to you and also I was looking up Derek Brooks who played 14 years okay if you get to play 14 years, you could get them. You only need 700 more, and you'd get them. So, what do you think? Can, can, can you can you can you have a 14 year career like Derek Brooks? You think? That's that's an awesome feat to accomplish. <laughs> I, I, I take it. I take it one year at a time. Yeah. One year at a time. Yeah. Every year, I go in with a uh, first year mindset. Yeah. I take it one year at a time. And uh, when that, it just depends on when, whenever, whenever that time comes. However, I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling great and still playing, so yeah. uh, that time comes, man, it'll be a, a, a wonderful moment for me and my family. Yeah. But uh, I still got, like I said, I still got to take one year at a time, one game at a time, because you know, DB, DB obviously set the standard for linebackers in this organization yeah. and across the league, so it'll be an incredible feat to accomplish. Well, you're setting the standard now, and, uh, you know, uh, I think – it's funny because when you're so underrated, you then become rated, right? For being <laughs> for being the guy that most people should right. should respect more. Uh, and I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna try to help change that. Obviously, you'll you do it on the field week in week out. But it'd be great to see you guys on national TV. And I know you're gonna have a good year. And, and uh, so stay healthy. And thanks so much, Levante. It's great talking to you again. No problem, man. Appreciate appreciate you. you. Thanks. See. You. I hope you enjoyed that conversation that Rick was able to have with Levante David. You know, it's hard to believe he's been here nine years. He's never played in a playoff game, but he's one of the best players in probably in Bucks history at this point. I mean, you know, they talked about, you know, could he play 14 seasons here like Derek Brooks did? And, you know, Levante David, you know, as humble as he always is, saying, hey, I'm just taking it one year at a time. But uh, he's definitely one of the best linebackers ever to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even if the the, the national media hasn't hasn't always figured it out with him. Uh, mostly because of the the type of team that's been here, but um, I, I expect good things from him this year. And and uh, we, you know we know this defense in the second half of last season got a lot better. Um, kind of they kind of grew into it. Even mentioned you know it was it was a little rough at the beginning, um, but they you know they had some growing pains. But that defense got a lot better by the end of the year, and a lot most of those players are back with more experience and and that. So good things to come. The Rays, meanwhile, they get their 20th victory of the, the season. They beat Baltimore 4-2, to two, but lose another pitcher. Jalen Beeks, it sounds like, is going to have uh, 
uh, probably destined for Tommy John surgery, another pitcher for the Rays going down. So I believe that's the 10th pitcher now on the injured list. So Rick will have more about uh, that tomorrow on the podcast. Um, so, uh, for Rick Stroud, I'm Steve Versnick filling in for him, sort of, although you heard from him on the interview with Levante David, but we'll have more this week. We're going to do a mailbag at the end of the week too. So go ahead and get your questions in. I know we've gotten a few on Twitter and via email already this week, and we'll get to those, uh, on Friday show. So we're planning on doing that. Uh, we'll tape that Thursday night for Friday. So go ahead and get your questions in at NFL Stroud to, to t- tweet at Rick or at sports day TV, or you can email Rick at rstroud at tampabay.com. For Rick Stroud, I'm Steve Erstein. Have a great day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.